You're not the only one feeling or thinking what you're feeling and thinking, mama. I am too. Welcome to the Mom Bar, a pro-mama, mother-loving community focused on sharing simple truths, intimate thoughts, and real discussions about the journey of motherhood. All while committing to love the life that God has designed for you. This is a space for first-time mamas, work-from-home mamas, baby mamas, millennial mamas, stay-at-home mamas, single mamas, angel mamas, insert here, types of mamas. And if you can check more than one of these boxes, the mom bar is exactly where you need to be. I'm your host, Day Hayes, stay-at-home mama, recovering perfectionist, mother of three under three, wife, author, and most importantly to all of my identities are being a daughter of Christ. We've been kept out of grown folks' business for way too long, but hey, we're here now, so let's talk about it. As your MFF, mama friend in faith, I'll hold space so you can mind your motherhood, vulnerably share my own mom tales, remind you that you are still that girl, and decide if the issues that we're dealing with should be pumped or dumped. So get in, mama. We're going on a faith ride. Welcome to the live launch of the Mom Bar Podcast. We are a pro-mama, mother-loving community where we talk all things motherhood, marriage, and faith. I, for one, did not have a manual for motherhood and marriage, and I know that you didn't. But in my journey of becoming a mom, a brand new mom, y'all, like I'm talking about, I don't even have a full three years under my belt. I just realized the need for community, and I couldn't quite find community that reflected my beliefs, my values, my skin tone, um, my culture. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to make the community myself. And so this is an assignment that I've gotten from God. Yes, this is a faith-based community. An assignment that I've gotten from God to launch the Mom Bar podcast. Like I said, we are pro-mama, mother-loving. We have no judgment over here in this community. We are all about serving in the first ministry we are given, which is motherhood and marriage, but most importantly, learning who we are and evolving in all those spaces. Some of you guys have known me from many different phases of my life. You might have known me from teaching when I did my teaching stints in Houston, or you might have known me from New York when I lived in New York. Or you may have known me some of my former businesses as being a social media consultant. You might be a family member of mine, which I'm so glad that my family is in the room supporting me right now. Or some of you guys may have seen me on the VH1 special, My Celebrity Dream Wedding. And I'm sure you're like, what's been going on since then? Because I kind of dropped off the face of the earth just a little bit. But for good reason, God called me out of the social media space um, for some time because he needed to do some refining on me as a mother. And since then, I have had two beautiful babies. I now have two toddlers who are so amazing, but now very vocal, very opinionated. And they're truly a reflection of both my husband and I. And they teach me so much patience. And on top of that, your girl is pregnant with a third one. Yes, 
I have my third child on the way right now. Matter of fact, your girl will be nine months pregnant on Wednesday. Yes, you heard me right. I will be nine months pregnant on Wednesday. And so you're probably thinking, girl, why are you launching anything this close to your pregnancy? And that's how I knew this was nothing but God. God said, this is what you're called to do. This is the assignment for you. And so as I am going through the process of birthing another beautiful baby in less than three weeks, I am also birthing an assignment for God. And it's so exciting. I cannot wait to share more about this pregnancy, about the mom bar. And so I just want to know everyone in the room right now, who in here is at some form or stage of motherhood or has played a motherhood figure? Let me know in the chat box if you are a mama, a grandma, an auntie, a glamma. <laughs> and as we're doing that, I'm going to also introduce you guys to a very special guest that I have for tonight. When I was doing the brainstorming and strategy with God and God was truly the only one who gave me the blueprint for everything that I've been able to put together for this podcast because it was hard. It was difficult. God said, you're going to do a live launch. And I was like, okay, God, where are we doing this? How do we do this? We have so much wisdom in the room. You guys are really out here doing the thing. I wanted to call this the Mother's Day after party because I think that the celebration of motherhood should continue and so we're going to continue honoring each other oh gosh all my mamas in the room and i love to call my mamas very important mamas because we have to put that we are just not any old mamas we're very important we are called and we are chosen to this space of motherhood that we are in so i want to say guys just going back to my last point god was like you're going to do a live launch and you need a co-host. And I was like, God, who knows me better than I know myself? Who is seeing every stage of who I am, how I've evolved into a woman, knows my downfalls, my imperfections. And then God told me to ask my mama. Now, y'all, I was like, God, are you sure about this? Because I was like, I don't want my mama to get up here and say nothing crazy about me. Be having me out here looking wild. But you know what? God said, your mother knows you better than you know yourself. And then he reminded me, he said, I knit you in your mother's womb, which means that my mother had to receive from God what it is the assignment would be for me. And so I'm going to actually bring my mom into the conversation about motherhood, marriage, and really ask some questions like, Mama, why you didn't tell me this? Why didn't you prepare me for this? So I'm just so really proud, honestly, to have my mom to actually engage in this conversation with me tonight. All right, here she is. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right. I'm so here. So this, this is my mama, y'all. Yes, we got the same face. <laughs> Literally, it is a copy paste. Um, if you see myself, my mom, and my sister all together, 
you would think that we were triplets. It's kind of insane. Um, but I'm very glad to have my mother's face because she is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Mommy, I just want you to take the opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, how many kids you have, what um, stage of motherhood you're in right now, and how that feels for you. That's a lot to remember. Okay, well, I am Daydriana's mother and Erica's mother. I'm a mother. Y'all my legal name out here. No, I'm playing, Mama. Go ahead. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> she said I would do that. She was working with it. Anyway, but I am the mother of two very beautiful young ladies. I am the glamour of three, one angel baby. And of course, I have my 2.5 grandbabies that I'm so excited and looking forward to hanging out with uh, this summer. Um, I am in, which is crazy, I'm in the nesting stage, even though my children are adult adults, it's always just been us. So I'm just finding new ways to find myself. And y'all, this has really been an interesting stage to watch her in um, because it's teaching me also like, wow, like there's an opportunity that we have in our evolving, which we are always evolving and progressing to become new versions of ourselves. And, oh, I love Sarah Johnson just said, my mom has four kids. She never told me how ghetto this motherhood thing could get. Yes, Sarah, maybe give it get so. And we're going we're gonna to get into that. Before we get into that, thank you, Mama, so much for introducing yourself. We're going to play a game of pump or dump. So over here on the Mom Bar, we like to have a good time. We like to chat. But we like to be real and honest. And we do this through a game called Pump or Dump, where, Mama, you are going to help me and my co-hosts in the chat are going to help me to agree or disagree to some statements. So I will share a statement. And mommy, you are going to say agree or disagree. And I am going to also ask my audience to also tell me if they agree or disagree. So agree means pump, disagree means dump. So for question number one, kids need to learn boundaries as early as possible. Pump or dump? Pump. All right, what, what yeah. do y'all think about boundaries for kids? Because I think, <laughs> and I think people have different definitions of boundaries. <laughs> like one concept of boundaries that I'm really trying to get my little ones to understand is that, hey, mommy's not going to always get on the floor and play with you. At some point, you guys have each other and it's okay for you to play with each other. <laughs> And so for me, that's a boundary that I'm trying to create to just get back a little bit of time to myself, even if it's for five or 10 minutes. Mommy, did you struggle with like, and you could tell them, did you struggle with telling me, no, mommy's not playing with you right now? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. I but why, was it, why was it challenging to like, tell me, Simone, I'm not playing with you right now? <laughs> For me, it's just like being a new mom. I I wasn't. I just wanted to be almost in every second of your joyous little life. As you, I didn't want to miss a second. So I felt like I felt guilty when I tried to pull away to let you do it yourself. 
Um, like, so it was, that was hard for me. So that mom, that was um, that mom guilt is real. So that's that's something we're gonna talk about a little bit later. All right, next question: Adults should not apologize to children because the parents know what's best. Pump or dump? Uh, dump. So yeah, I I agree, dump. So I think that that's something we had to both grow into. Even me being a child and you as a mother. Y'all, I had a I had a mouth on me, and I really always wanted to have the last word. And there were many times that I can recall where, like, my mama had to go to a space, and I had to go to a space. But eventually, she would come back and say, "Hey, how you handle X, Y, and Z is not appropriate. We're not gonna move like that, like so on and so forth." And so I think even now with with Royce and Cammy. I'm like, I'll tell them, like, if I get a little overwhelmed and I may say, you know, scream or something like that, later on, I'll be like, you know what? Mommy is really sorry. Mommy was overwhelmed and I apologize. Like, I'm not perfect. And so I agree. I agree with dumping that. All right. Now, this one, you you may or may not know what this is, and it's okay. It's a, a new age thing. Pump or dump. Spare the rod and spoil the child is a better form of parenting than gentle parenting. Um, I'm going to have to say pump. So, okay. So she does believe in punishment, y'all. <laughs> and this is something which I'm love with having this conversation because this is something that I am having to kind of unlearn or not even necessarily unlearn, like modify for what the needs are of my children. So I don't necessarily believe in like, you know, giving them discipline physically all of the time. One, they're babies. Like they don't, they don't know what they be doing. They, they still trying to get together. Kira said, whoop them kids. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, there are, there are ways in which we can do it. But something that yeah. I'm learning and um, actually one of the, um, audience members here is a toddler coach, Julana. Um, I want her to make sure she puts some hearts next to her name in the chat. She gives me this amazing guide that I've been using with Royce and like figuring out what are the needs of my child right now and like do I have the capacity to serve them? And so I'm like, I'm not 100% one of those gentle parenting parents, but I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> gentle parenting LOL. <laughs> Modifying, that's right. Just a little bit of both. You know, it's a hard one. Like, it's it's difficult to, to navigate. And I think it's difficult to navigate specifically because of how I was raised and, like, understanding that sometimes some of those things were a bit of a power struggle versus, you know, I needed to be whooped because I needed to be whooped. Some of it was a power struggle. And again, that's because your girl got him out. I ain't gonna lie. I that's just I got him out. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. Cause I ain't gonna tell y'all how disobedient I was as a child. We're not gonna we're not gonna go there. <laughs> so mommy, I wanna hear a little bit from you again. You said that you're learning even as an empty nester, like how to become this new person, this new woman for yourself. And so being a glamour what has shifted as your perspective now as a mother? Well, um, I've always like 
I focused on you guys and making sure that you guys had the things you needed. So when you pour so much into your kids, you tend to lose who you are. Um, I, I can say now I, I wish I had more, I say more friend groups, more social uh, getaways to be with adults other than just being with the, with you and your sister, because that also made it, that made, that was a big power struggle with us. I would say so, but as a glamour, I'm more relaxed. I'm like, okay, let me just let them do. Let me watch them do. It's like learning to be a parent all over again. So, oh, so you feel like becoming a grandparent has allowed you another opportunity to parent in a new way. Yeah, it's like when you when you not so much when you know better, you do better, but this is new age. This is not when I was growing up. Things have changed. Things have changed from when you guys are growing up. So it's all about me being able to shift and, and modify things myself that I thought should have been done. But now I look at it a different, in a different light, if that makes sense. So can you know what? Give an example. Cause, uh, so guys, you, you guys may not know this. So my mom lives in Houston, Texas. I live in uh, right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So when they want to see her, we do a lot of FaceTiming and or we'll go out to Houston or sometimes, you know, and praise God for grandparents. <laughs> my mom literally took both Camille and Royce. Camille was a newborn, right? And I think Royce had just become a toddler. And that was a lot. Again, I'm like 30 plus years old, like not that much 30 plus, but I'm 30 <laughs> plus years old. My mom, mom hasn't been a mom to a newborn and a toddler in 30, you know, years. So like, what were some things that you were like, okay, let me, let me ha make a little shift. Um, remembering my role as grandmother or grandma and not the role as a parent for them. Mm -hmm because I have to honor and your and respect your uh, ways of raising them. I don't like it or I don't agree with it, but that is neither, that's not my place. My place is to only fall in line with the way you're raising them. So there is consistency. I am so grateful that you said that because I know that there are a lot of moms who feel like they may be trying to live up to the expectation of their mom um, trying to also set those boundaries for your mom like hey this is how I'm raising my children please raise them like this this is what I would like to see happening and it's funny Kiara said they become soft as grandparents and you know Loki I agree with that because I think when I when we came back and Royce had done something and you just kind of let him get away with it and I was like I could never and <laughs> not that I, I was like jealous or anything but I I noticed how you just didn't get riled up by it as if it were me. But I recognize now on the back end how you're like, yeah, I'm soft, but that's what I need to be because you're their mom. You need to be their disciplinarian. And so I think it's cool to have this balance. Y'all, when Royce gets on the phone with his grandma, he takes the phone. He said, phone, give me phone. Mm -hmm. He don't want my phone. He don't want me in the space. They go do their own private thing. And I think it's really beautiful because I want him to, yes, have a safe space in me as his mom, but also know that he has other people in his life that are a safe space as well. As Remy said, they become soft because the pressure isn't as heavy. That's right. But it's because they've passed the baton 
over to me. Yeah. Yes. A whole youth turn to get some McDonald's, which is funny because what they asked us, you got some McDonald's money? That <laughs> the money for the for their grandchildren. Like, that is true. I agree, y'all. I'm I'm with with all of those things. I want to kind of shift gears. Another segment that we do over here um, for the mom bar is really talking about like mental health. So something that I didn't really grasp or understand until I became a mom is that my mom was a stay-at-home mom and S-A-S-A-H-M mother the same time frame that I was. I literally had no idea. Um, and so some of you guys may or may not know this. I am a full-time stay-at-home mom to these two beautiful toddlers and things can get complicated and it's wild to me that when I ask my mom for advice now, the parallel stories, she's like, oh, I remember feeling like that. And of mm -hmm. course, my question is, why you ain't tell me none of this before having children? Like, I I feel like if I had known that my mother was a stay-at-home mom before I chose to be a stay-at-home mom, I would have gotten her insight and then I could have made a better decision. Not that I made a wrong decision, mm -hmm. but Yes, I just want you to kind of talk about, you said you poured so much into us. You were a stay-at-home mom. What were some of the challenges that you experienced as a stay-at-home mom when you were raising uh, my sister and I? Well, one of the biggest challenges is not not having my, my side of the family, because we live in San Antonio. So my side of the family were, we, we actually didn't have any family there. And it was very lonely. Um, uh, though San Antonio is a lot closer to Brian, I literally, four days out the week, I would drop the dad off to work and I would drive to Brian. I was, in fact, I was pregnant with your, uh, little sister and that, that was, I had, I had to see my mom. That's the only thing that mattered. Anything I needed, all the stress I was having, if I could get home to my mama, everything would be okay. And that's so beautiful having that that safe that safe space and i agree like jay silver carter i hope i'm saying your name right you know it's just this it's good that we have we have the conversations now but i wonder what happens to where our moms don't want to don't feel us like i don't think you didn't want to fill me in but like i just feel like at least for black motherhood like the conversation is just not really had like hey this is what you should expect for motherhood this is what you should expect for pregnancy this is what you should expect for delivery like i just feel like i either those conversations were had and i missed it or <laughs> i just we didn't have them so like what happens as an adult mother like you get what i'm trying to ask you i think a lot of times we don't really necessarily share with our daughters certain certain things or certain parts of being a mother because it was such a struggle it was it was a struggle that we wish that they would never have or we prayed that you would never have to go through so even though i was a stay-at-home mom i had to fulfill my time with you guys by just early homeschooling you and it's almost like like, like mental health we don't discuss it really in uh a lot in african-american culture until recently it's become a bigger deal because not as many people are ashamed to say 
I have uh, uh, problems with X, Y, and Z, and I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, and it, to be honest with you, I feel like having the conversations about preparing for motherhood is a huge piece of maternal, Black maternal mental health. And you just highlighted something that I think is really interesting. You said you were really trying to protect me from the things that you had to experience so you just didn't want to expose me to those things. And so, I, I don't know, but part of me is like, well, would protection better be to expose me to them or like not to, I don't know. I'm not going to lie, mom. I'm feeling some type of way. <laughs> well, I, and I understand, I, res, I respect that you're feeling some type of way, but it was not meant to make you feel some type of a way. But like I said, as, as a parent, we, we shelter our kids because we don't want them to struggle like we struggle. So we don't expose you to that that part. And unfortunately, growing up in my house, you know, we were exposed to, you know, not the great things. Like you got to struggle to get here. You got to struggle to get there. So watching your parents struggle was what we thought we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, once I had uh, started having kids, it was like, they will not. They will not know that type of struggle. They will know that this is your option. Not the other option, but I'm, I'm pushing the positive option. Not that I will make you strong, but I already knew you were a strong person. So I, I didn't worry about that. But unfortunately, we didn't talk about mental strength. And you are hitting the nail on the head because that's literally what I was about to talk about. So... Y'all, y'all, I want y'all to know, also know this. When my mom and I decided that we were going to do this, um, well, when I asked her and she said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Um, ooh, that thunder and the lightning. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, I asked her to do it. I was just like, you know, I was like, I feel like this should just be a God-led conversation. And my mom doesn't know that that's something that I have on my notes. And Rima, to your point, yes, transparency goes a long way. But our parents learned from a generation that learned from a generation that was taught to suffer and struggle in silence. And I'm so glad because that we that you said that, Remember, because it's really up to us to not just break generational curses, but to open the doors to generational promises and legacies. Mm -hmm. And I know something that I want to have a conversation with both both of my children. Um, Royce is, you know, not absent from the, what it will look like for parenthood um, and neither is Camille if that's their choice and I want them to not necessarily know all the struggle but I want them to be prepared to know okay, it's going to be hard and it's funny you, you mentioned the piece about my mental strength my mother used to always say to me nothing is hard, you don't say hard and you don't say you can't do something and However helpful that was for me growing up to be able to achieve things, that has actually been my biggest struggle as a mother. Yes. My biggest struggle as a mother has been accepting that, hey, this is a hard season. And hey, I can't do some of these things. And so I've been having to really learn how to lean on God and lean on the strength that comes from recognizing that this is hard and I can't do this because I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm just, I'm not supposed to be doing it in my own strength. Yeah. And so how do you, like, if you could go back, how do you 
have that balance in having the conversation with your child about you can do hard things, but also there are going to be some challenges in life. I would have done, I would have said it just like that. Mm. I, w I truly would have said, you know, you're going to come across some things, situations where it's going to be more challenging for you. Not that you cannot do it, but you need to be prepared for the challenges that may come. As opposed to me telling you, it's not hard. You could do anything. And that's almost like you say it was good while you were in school. But when you became a parent, it was like, okay, today I can't handle the screen. Today I can't handle the throwing the toys. Today it's just more challenging. So then you have to get yourself in a mental space and to find what works for you. Even if it's like starting with three minute breaks from the kids. Just three minutes and build from there. Like you said, talking to them and letting them know, okay, these are boundaries. Mommy needs a little time for herself. You guys will and set, get you a, um, a little timer. Set your timer for five minutes. Say, hey, Royce Kimmel, when that timer dings, and you let them hear what the ding is supposed to sound like, then you can come and play with mommy. And it's you know, those things help you with it. I know now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and you can't, it's never too late, especially when you have grandchildren. You can still, when you get your pearls of wisdom, drop them. And I'm so grateful that you be dropping them. And I'm so, I'm so glad that I'm okay with calling to ask you for things because I've not always been like this. I've always um, assumed, okay, you figured it out and such and such figured it out and they figured out how to be a mama. And one thing I've realized with motherhood is that don't nobody got this figured out. <laughs> actually. Nope, not at all. Everybody's picture perfect. Everything is not actually what's happening. Mm -hmm. Nobody has this thing figured out. And I, I am so glad God blessed me with creating the mom bar because I was like, God, I'm not trying to be the expert on anything mm -hmm. in my, because I'm not. And God said, well, that's not what this space is is for this space is for saying i don't have figured have it figured out i don't know what to do and i'm okay with that and i but i can still find doing this i can still find the magic in being a mom i can find ways to rely on my community and i also didn't want it to be a space where we just talked about a bunch of tips for kids which is you know helpful but like just really getting to the meat of like hey mama i see you and we out here winging it together. And yeah. if you put your wings on my wings, we're going to get a little further. <laughs> <laughs> winging it every day. That is right. Just out here winging it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm so glad that I've learned to kind of take that shield off. And y'all, this is new for me. Some of my prayer sisters are in this chat too. And they know literally just early this week, the enemy was just, I was battling 10,000 things. I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't. I'm also trying to potty train Royce right now. Whoo, Jesus. I would literally pay somebody to potty train him. We still going through it. We on week three. We making strides, but I refuse to be wiping three behinds. I just did not come through it. I'm not wiping three behinds. He needs to sit on the potty by himself. And so we're working through that. And so I had a 
really difficult week last week. And I was like, I don't know, Lord Jesus. I don't know what to do. And I was praying. I was like, God, you're not responding fast enough. I need for you to come down here right now from heaven and do what you need to do. Touch Royce so he know how to potty because I can't deal with it no more. <laughs> I can't deal with it. But, you know, I just recognize again, it's a hard season. I can't right now. That's okay. This is also probably putting pressure on him. He's a little human being trying to navigate himself as well. And I have to respect that. All right, y'all. So we're getting a little a little winded and lengthy here. And I don't want to keep y'all all night. But I do want to wrap up with our last segment on the podcast called I'm That Girl. And so, Mommy, I want you to drop one piece of wisdom um, to another mama, all the mamas that are in here, one piece of wisdom that they can take and stand on before we wrap it up. Um, one piece of wisdom that I would give to you guys um, and even to myself, know that it's okay if you don't get it right. It's okay if you don't get it right. Because you close your eyes, take a deep breath, look around you, everybody's still alive. Yeah. We, you know, we get a do-over. So when you get a do-over, just run with it. But it's okay. It's okay. That's so funny. I literally, we were heading to church on Mother's Day. And my mother-in-law had a shoebox in the car. And the shoebox, on top of the shoebox, it said, it's okay. And so I'm receiving that as my word. It's okay. I don't have to have it all figured out. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I want to thank y'all so much for joining me. Mommy, thank you so much for being my mommy. Thank you for being the glamour. I'm very grateful and honored that, you know, you raised me. This has been a really beautiful conversation. It could not have gone any greater than this. It's like, this was amazing. Um, but I just want to let you guys know how you can support the Mom Bar podcast. We drop podcast episodes, audio episodes every Monday at 6 a.m. I'm not saying you got to listen to them at 6 a.m., but we drop <laughs> podcast episodes every Monday at 6 a.m. We are on every podcast platform. Just search the Mom Bar podcast. And if you are curious to hear what we got going on over there, it's already an episode that has dropped. So I want you to listen to it. This episode would also air, but it's going to air a little bit later in the season. Share with another mother who can use these types of conversations. And if you want more, and for those of you guys who have joined tonight, I have a special gift for you. I want you to join the private Facebook group community called the Mom Bar Collective. Yes, there's a space where we can continue to have these conversations, not just on Mondays, but continuously be here to uplift, support, and provide love. And so I just thank you all so much. Again, it's the Mom Bar Podcast every Monday. But if you want some more loving, Go ahead and join the Mom Bar Collective. Ways to support the Mom Bar are to subscribe to the podcast, share with another mama, or become a member of the very important Mama Club. 
on themombar.co. That is T-H-E-M-O-M-B-A-R dot C-O.